If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. How you doing? Are you surviving uh, I'm, in the heat? I'm doing good, but I am very sweaty. Hands are very clammy. Yeah. I feel I feel like I'm just about to go in and out, do an, do an exam. My hands are so clammy. <laughs> the air but, is very <laughs> sticky. You find that? It's very sticky. It's dirty heat. This is how I described it earlier. Like sometimes yeah. when you go on holiday, like the heat is kind of like, yes, it's pretty damn warm, but it's tolerable. You're on holiday. Yeah. This in the UK, dirty heat where it just feels thick and like so it's no on pool. you. There's no pool to jump into. Even if you like have a shower, like no. a cold shower, which is which is glorious, by the way. You get out yeah. and then you, you instantly sweat and you feel like you've wasted your time and water. Water. Exactly, yeah. Um, I've got like a little blow-up paddling pool, which I blew up yesterday and then after about 10 minutes i realized it was going down okay and it's got like holes in it oh no i mean that was a modern day tragedy i was devastated i could have cried the holes that you blew up with you gotta pop the cap in no i think like uh, it's been in my shed for a little while i think it's been maybe nibbled yeah your neighbor who's been nibbling it bloody neighbor (laughs) yeah exactly get out of there get out of the shed god damn it (laughs) i dropped but basically as soon as it was as soon as it started deflating, I dropped to my knees, just yeah. given up. Just like, no. Yes, yeah, ever so warm. You have you been sleeping? Inflate it with your mouth? <laughs> or like a no, I did have a device. I did have a pump. It's all good. Oh, okay. I could have inflated it with my mouth, taken a long time, and then I would have been even more. I would have been even more disappointed when it deflated and puffed out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how are you say? sleeping in this heat? I feel like I'm just not. I feel like I'm not really sleeping. I'm kind of just existing at night. Cool. Just yeah. Uh, so you're in a, like a some sort of limbo at nighttime. It's it's mm. bad. I think I've been sleeping downstairs uh, because it's way too hot in the bedroom. So I've been sleeping on the sofa. And I found if I put on, <laughs> I've been getting into Werner Herzog movies. And there's a movie oh, okay. called <laughs> The Wild Blue Yonder. Um, yeah. It's so relaxing. 
I can't oh. make it through ten minutes. <laughs> oh. I just put that on. Is he is he doing a voiceover? Not for this, no, no. This is a weird okay. movie because it's like he's taken NASA footage and he's got Brad Dorif to play an alien who's oh. I, I don't know, he's only made it ten minutes in. The music and the, the visuals <laughs> That's as much as you can give me after any what happens on a minute eleven? God, no one knows. No one knows. No one's made it that far. No one's made it that far. <laughs> yeah. But his voice uh, is epic. His voice is really cool. Oh, okay. Not Brad Dowers. Not Brad Dowers. Werner. Werner. Yeah. Uh, in terms of news, I've, I've, I haven't seen all that much. I mean, I've probably just missed a few things because we haven't done an episode for a little while, so there's probably been plenty. I saw that um, Books of Blood, the oh. Clive Barker short stories, which is going to be a movie, not a series, um, is premiering on Hulu on October 7th. I don't know if you saw the poster that got released. Yeah, it's like a... Yesterday facebook oh it's like a facebook i'll see where they go it's it's like a facebook yeah it's like obviously a man's head opening up into a book looks lovely uh how do you feel how do you feel about this uh like i said it's all part of the clive barker renaissance that i mean this mm-hmm. is the first part of it that you predicted that i predicted a year mm-hmm. ago or something but i feel like Maybe COVID Ages or dampening. I mean, when's Fiend coming out again? Candyman. Well, I think it got pushed back to September. Okay, well, this year though. I feel like I feel like movie release dates are just indistinguishable at this current stage. I just feel like they get changed. I'm constantly seeing an update saying something's been changed, something's been changed. Hmm. So I'm not really because um, apparently that. Uh, How do you say this word? And antebellum? Is that the one? Antebellum, uh, like Antebellum, that that the movie with uh, with Janelle Monet in it, um, which was going to come out in cinemas like ages ago. Apparently, now it's going to be released at home, September the eighteenth. Don't know how much these films are going to cost though, because did you see the Mulan thing last week? Thirty bob, thirty dollars yeah. on. Yeah, I mean that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I pay five pounds for a cinema ticket. Yeah, and now when a cinema ticket is ten pounds, I'm a bit like, oh, eh, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe I've just got used to it. Um, but because I did pay that for pounds. years. Yeah, yeah. Thirty dollars seems like is that a rental or a keep? Keep the film, keep it. Who even, knows? Even but the digital file, like I still don't feel like you're ever really keeping it. I've, I want to get something physical. I want to get something hmm. physical for money. Yeah. Because it just keeps, it just takes up space on whatever device you've got it off, and then you end up deleting it and forgetting it exists, pretty much. Yeah, uh, which is disappointing. Um, apart from that, I think it was just a few things about you know release dates of films that have changed um, and stuff that might be coming out some point, some point soon. So, have you watched anything well, recently yeah. apart from Werner Herzog? <laughs> um, so, because of host in the movie, I was checking out. Um, uh, Shudder again, and Prevenge is now on the on the for UK uh, Shudder. Um, <laughs> Very nice. And I watched it, and um, it's really good. I mean, it's Alice Alice Lowe. We all know is Liz from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Uh, have you seen Prevenge? Prevenge. Yeah, I sure have. It feels um, very. I don't want to say simple. But like it's a, a small, quite small affair, 
Um, mm. It's about a, a pregnant woman, and also uh, I think she wrote it and filmed it while she was actually pregnant. Um, yeah. Also, she her baby is asking her to telling her to kill these people. We find out eventually um, are kind of on a the baby's hit list. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. I mean, it's really started. Oh, the thing that really blew me away about it was the performances, the bits between when Alice Lowe is like stalking her prey or trying to talk to them. Like, there's two. There's a lizard. There's a pet shop guy at the start, and the way they're kind of communicating with each other. I was like, this is actually really, really well done. Um, and also, yeah. there's like a disco guy. Who's like an absolute prick as part of <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I remember the disco guy, yeah. yeah. Tom Davis, isn't it? Is it Tom Davis? Like the big yeah. the big dude. Yeah. The big dude. <laughs> big dude with like big old teeth. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, um, really good performances. I think the gore gags let it down a little bit. I think they she slit a, a few too many throats. Like it was the same thing, I mm, think, a few times. Okay. I would have liked to have seen some, some bit. variation in the gore. I was just checking. I, I didn't actually review it on Letterboxd, but I did. I, I saw it in 2017. So, yeah. I don't remember masses about it. But yeah, Alice Lowe's great. She's awesome. Um, and in sort of prep for today as well, I watched uh, the short film Salt with her in it. Uh, oh, yeah, of which course. is. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is obviously Rob's film as well. And so I also watched Dawn of the Watched Dawn of Death for the first time as well. Never seen either of those. Don't know why. Obviously, Salt is only two minutes long. Dawn of Death's like what, just over ten minutes. Yeah. So Dawn of Death, they were trying to get made as a feature, um, which mm. you can kind of see. It's more like a taster reel for a larger movie. It does feel like a taster reel, and it feels like a great sort of opening ten minutes of a movie. Like it really establishes that world it establishes the rules of that world and it just really leaves you leaves you wanting more in terms of what would what would be like a really unique feature length but works absolutely wonderfully as a 10 minute 10 12 minute short yeah i've got a feeling that now because i mean it was two weeks ago i said rob's got a film coming out and then two weeks later the film is like the biggest (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i can't go on twitter it's the biggest thing on everything yeah it's like (laughs) It's everywhere. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, I don't. I don't it's know great to it's, see. Yeah. Is it? Why is it getting like so much? I mean, it's a great film, but why is it getting so much positivity? Do you think it's because horror had a bit of a uh, like a downturn recently, and we, we kind of needed a like the community needed a win? No, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, obviously, people are craving new new material, new horror, obviously with the, f- the fact that things aren't being released in cinemas and I know things are being released digitally, but, you know, they're, they're sort of not as regular as stuff for cinema releases. And obviously this just captures the lockdown Zoom call meeting vibe where like ev- pretty much everybody can relate to it in some way, can't they? They go, oh yeah, I've been doing it. Because yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. people who would never use that, Zoom or Skype or anything like that, are using it regularly due to their work or their family and yeah. stuff. So it's like everyone conf- is familiar with it. Everyone knows. Really and... It's like a, the way like a stand-up comedian always says, like if cause this was turned around really quick, this film yeah. like made very quickly, stand-up comedian can talk about what's relevant to people and it will hit them, hit the audience hard because it's mm. relevant. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I've seen it, I've seen it described in a lot of ways. I've seen it described as the Blair Witch Project of 2020. Mm-hmm. And in a way, yeah, because it does use 
similar similar techniques in terms of in terms of scares but also the fact that it feels very real and and it makes use of um the the um technology that's available mm. to it and yeah it, it as you said just then it feels really immediate to everyone everyone feels really familiar with this as a concept and it combines a couple of things obviously yes like zoom call meetings and chatting with your friends online mm. but also the familiar sort of scares that we've come to come to know from from paranormal films of of recent years yeah i mean we'll go into it a, a bit more but have you seen any finale yeah before we... uh so i watched a few films. i started the umbrella academy season two i'm probably about halfway through that which is always lovely uh really into that it's got a lot of good themes going through very different from the comics as I've, I've sort of caught up with the comics and then now with that it feels like it's only only really borrowing a few elements from the comics now because i feel like the first season was very much the storyline of of some of the comics this is like a bit more bit more vague yeah um and that's been that's been fun I, and one other thing i saw on netflix was the Jew on origins series so uh, the need to check that out is it good yeah I I it, I mean it's good. I quite liked it. <laughs> I think in in terms of atmosphere, like I was, it's, it's set in Japan and it just feels it's a bit confusing because there are a lot a lot of characters and a lot of and a few different timelines, and it doesn't so much feel like an origin of so it's obviously the Grudge legend, isn't it? The Grudge ghosty. It doesn't feel so much as like an origin. It's just like here's that ghost terrorizing people, but a little bit earlier. In the timeline, yeah, yeah. So you, it feels, it doesn't feel like you get as many answers as perhaps you want, and it doesn't yeah. work so much as an origin. But there's some good characters and some really good. There's some good scares, and the visuals are good. I'm just saying good over and over again. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I saw a lot of people didn't enjoy it, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than the American Grudge from earlier this year, which yeah, was I've painful. Not, not seen that one. I don't think I'm going to check that out. Um, I saw. Nah. Um, I'm getting in a bit of a Charlie Kaufman mood. Guys, a new book, yep. and kind, which I'll, I'll get around to at some point. Is the trailer has just dropped? Uh, I'm thinking of ending. Yeah, things. it's maybe coming on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard heard some good things about I mean, that. It looks, um, it looks like Charlie Kaufman doing his more horror side of things. So I guess more synecdoche in New York than Eternal Sunshine. Although it did have a bit yeah. of like a some of the, the sort of creepier moments of Eternal Sunshine it did kind of remind me of some of those moments uh, but I watched yeah. Anomalisa which I've never seen before which isn't a horror movie but it has no. a kind of a creepy dream sequence in it uh, that was good I watched like, oh yeah so um, I finished I've not seen an, oh, go on, sorry. I've not seen Anomalisa actually is that the one with the weird sort of stop motion yeah 3D printed puppets it was kickstarted. Oh, um, okay. And it's if you're a Charlie Kaufman fan, then you'll like it. I mean, it's it's got that whatever the element is that's always kind of present in all of his films. Not the surrealness, yeah. but the sort of there's a like a sort of somber. Yeah. I don't know. There's a certain flavor to Charlie Kaufman movies, and it's it's completely from <laughs> um, cocktail. <laughs> Uh, and then I saw, um, I finally finished my Ben Wheatley director filmography. I've seen everything now. Oh, and nice. Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I've not seen that. 
Okay. So, what's so before that with, this was free? Neil, Neil Maskell's in that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Free Fire was his l- l- film before this. Um, yep. And that was a big American production. Lots of name actors. Free Larson, Army, Army Hammer, Arnold Hammer, whatever his name is. Arnold Hammer, yeah. Arm and Hammer. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, and then Happy New Year, Colin Burstett is a really small film done for the BBC. It's Charles Dance. Uh, Neil Maskell, who should be in way more stuff than he is. Neil Maskell is fantastic. Um, and it's, this is now probably my third favourite weekly film. I don't think some yeah. people are going to get along with it, but I really, really enjoyed it. And um, it's... Oh, wow. It feels like it could be a prequel to Kill This in some ways. I mean, it's, this, oh. could be what send, this could be what happened in, uh, what is it, Hamburg, whatever they say. Yeah. What happened in Prague. What happened in Prague? Yeah. Um, I saw something recently saying something's being released. I think it's oh, Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Daphne the Maurier story. Yeah. And I think he's also being list- linked to directing Tomb Raider 2 as well. I don't know how much truth is in that. He's, he's uh, talked about it, so I think it is. Mad, isn't it? I think he is going to do it. Oh, he's talked about it. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I think... I liked. I've liked pretty much everything he's released. I wasn't too keen on High Rise. I was a bit iffy on that, but everything, even like I mean, a field in England, bizarre, but I enjoyed that. Um, Down Terrace is. I don't really remember much of that, but I remember thinking it was pretty good. Six thousand quid. Six thousand quid. Six thousand big ones. That was his Uh, introduction. I like Ben really because he he seems to just make. I, I don't know, like he, he's he's got a certain flavour as well, and he's he's yeah. more of a ready salted. No, that's that's not fair. He's no, not that's not fair. He's, he's more of like a beef and onion. He's a multi pack where you get different flavours. Yeah, there we there we go. All, crisp analogy. That's just yeah. So yeah, like, you they're all know, crisp. You know what you're getting. Crisp. You don't open one. <laughs> One's pork scratchings. You're like, whoa! Expect that. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any, anything else? Is that it in terms of the? Uh, so yeah, when his movies, I watched Grizzly Man, which is his documentary. Oh about. yes, I like Grizzly Man. Yeah, again years ago. Sweeter than I. I've, I've been putting it up because I, I kind of felt like I don't just want to watch a guy get eaten by a fucking bear. But it's yeah, not, <laughs> it's not that. At yeah, all. it's pretty brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Man loves bears. Man is killed by bears. That's pretty yeah, much it. Sorry. Uh, I've, yeah. I've seen it. Spoiler alert. Sorry. I've gone back to a few classics. I say classics for films I've previously enjoyed. I want to rewatch. I haven't seen for a while. I watched Constantine, uh, which is 15 years old. Uh, I don't know. I've always really loved this film, but for some reason on this watch, particularly, I just wasn't quite feeling it. I don't know. I kind of just yeah, felt too like too, the, too hot. Yeah, like, I mean, it's hell, hellish hellish i don't know something about it was like they've got a lot of good elements i feel like it needs more tilda swinton because she's kind of in two scenes and you know, the best the best scene kind of peter stomach is the like uh the devil guy with the bleeding yeah oh definitely like bleeding feet and he's he is just so odd and just yeah. unnerving and just not what you would expect lucifer to be like um but yeah so 15 years, and I think the director was recently talking about he wants, still wants to make a sequel. And I think there was some sort of um, Zoom call with Keanu that was them talking about the film recently. I think it was on YouTube. I mean, it's not I really watch it. Constantine. That's the, that's the only thing is... Yeah, that's, that's true. 
Yeah. That's true. He doesn't feel quite right for this character. He feels good as a character in that film, but does he feel yeah. good as John Constantine? Maybe not so much. Um, and then I also watched Searching, which I'd not oh, seen yeah. before. Um, so obviously screen-based uh, movie. Just thought I'd... Uh, they call that screen life, which is... Uh, screen life. That's the term for those kind of movies now. Okay. Although the problem, I, I looked at it. Up. I have a I have a vested interest in screen life movies. I looked at it, up and they said screen life movie has to not have any cuts, so it needs to just appear like something is on. Someone is on a computer in real time. Is that how searching? No, that's is? not right. No, searching goes. It, I mean, it's obviously it's about a girl who goes missing, and it's her dad trying to trying to find her. It takes place over the course of like days. Okay. So there's lots of cuts. But I thought it was pretty um, inventive in terms of some of the t- techniques it included to keep keep everything on the screen, you know, like a, a vigil being being broadcast, like vigil slash funeral being broadcast. Uh, it's not really a spoiler. Um, and I thought it was a really good thriller with some actually unexpected twists. Some, yeah, sometimes you're a bit like, I saw that coming a mile off, mate. But these twists, I was like, ah! Oh, and there's all little little clues in a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Like, so you find yourself looking at parts of the screen that maybe your attention shouldn't be drawn to, and trying to sort of unpick it. And there are a couple of things I noticed throughout, which is pretty good. And then, okay, I also watched the Truman Show because that's oh, on that Netflix, and the attention to detail in that film is unbelievable. Like, it's one of those films I keep noticing new things about every time I watch it. And it's amazing. I love it. Uh, Jim Carrey, probably one of his most powerful performances, I think, where you really do feel for him. You really feel for Truman, don't you? Um, and then last night I watched Dread, which I haven't seen for a few years. And because I saw someone tweet saying, yeah, oh yeah, that would be great. Carl Carl Urban's chin takes center stage, uh, never takes off the helmet. Thank God he doesn't take off the helmet, eh? You should draw little eyes on his chin. And if you watch it upside down. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone takes off his helmet pretty early on, doesn't he, and never puts it back on. Yeah. Well, it's a very Twat. heavy helmet. You want to it's very heavy. He- heavy on the ears. Right, that was it. That was quite a lot, but it's been two weeks, so there we go. He's also got a very big head, so I don't know if it probably fits him properly. I, um, Massive head. I, tell you, I mean, I also watched Brazil, but... Um, I oh, Brazil. Oh, man. Brazil. <laughs> It's a good film. Why not? It's classic. It's just a great Terry Gilliam film. I get, that's another one I've not seen for years. Years and years. I think I rented you... that when I was like trying to curate my my movie lover uh, persona that I try to adopt these days. I think I was pretty young. And I was what, like, yeah, uh, we'll watch this. And I've... What ending do you remember? Do you remember at the end of the uh, I'm trying to remember anything about it. No. Give me an ending, and I'll tell you if I remember it. Is there well, a few different endings, is there? Well, there's like the Terry Gilliam's ending, and then there was the ending that they released initially, like the theatrical one. Um, the theatrical yeah. one's a happy ending, where okay. things go well, and then the real ending is the bad one. But I, as a kid, I remember only I only knew of the the happy ending, and I remember watching hmm. the teenager, and it was like it's a really kind of a brutal ending. Um, <laughs> you like, hey? It's like shell shocked. Oh, I remember loving this ending. Yeah, it's quite shell shocked. Wow. I definitely need to watch it again because, um, well, Terry Gilliam, the man who killed Don Quixote, is out now, isn't it? Yeah, I need to watch that as well. Yeah, me too. 
me too. That was a yeah, cool. Okay, uh, just a quick shout out to a certain Troy Bursch who uh, messaged me the other day. He likes to listen to the show. He said he was laughing his ass off at the um, I think it was the Candyman episode. No, it was the Invisible Man episode. Invisible so, Man, yeah. Just a quick shout out to Mister. He had he had to remind me exactly what we what what we were saying because obviously the Invisible Man episode was like pr- was this was pre lockdown life. This yeah. was like February, yeah. um, and he said that apparently we were saying some stuff about the uh, Invisible Man farting while while invisible. <laughs> Crack, that's good stuff. <laughs> it's great. It's great content, mate. Isn't it? And I think we also said about sucker punching people just completely invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I, I think, yeah, we would. I think there's some gems in there. I need to listen to that one again. I've not listened to it in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a host, hosts, which you watched. Um, which have you got any information about hosts? Yes, indeed. So, host is a Shudder original, and it's a 2020 independent fine footage horror film directed by Rob Savage and based on a script written by Rob Savage, Gemma Hurley, and Jed Shepard. Um, so, yeah, this released on Shudder. So, you mentioned this like on the last episode. You were like, "My mate's got a film coming out," and I went, "Oh yeah!" And uh, now it's like taken over it's the film. The internet. Pretty it's much. broken the internet yeah the internet's yeah. broken basically if anyone tweets anything and it's not about host you can't send the tweet you're like trying you're like going oh, i watched this movie last night no no it's not about host uh but it's been yeah. great to see it sort of unfold and like see everybody on socials like all the actors involved all the crew yeah. seem to be like absolutely blown blown away by by the feedback to it and it's great to see something like this do so well and to be like just everywhere essentially yeah, uh, I lovely. Think, um, so it's a short running time, fifty-seven minutes. Um, I think that really works as a as a concept. Shorter feature films because mm. the amount of times I feel like a feature film has just like got about twenty minutes too much in there. It's the same with TV shows. TV shows have always been mm. too many episodes and seasons. Is anyone who started yeah. down that started to feel like there were? I would. I'll be honest. I was skeptical of a shorter running time. Because I guess it's not something that you really see much of at all. Like sometimes when a film's like an hour and fifteen minutes, I go, "You what? Feature yeah. film? Is that what you say?" Uh, but you know that was probably just because that film was naff. I think that was Jonah Hex, which I think uh, yeah. was an hour and fifteen minutes long, which was a shit show. Um, yeah. If the films, if I enjoy the film, I'm probably a bit more lenient when it comes to the the the, the length. Okay, fifty six minutes. That's plenty of time. They squeezed everything in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know what you mean, though. Sometimes films do outstay their welcome, and yeah, TV shows definitely outstay their welcome. It feels like we get a lot of, not just the length of them, but sometimes like the number of episodes. Yeah, that's what I mean, like the number of episodes. Really, when well, they feel like they're filling out the the, the story with nonsense just to fill it, just to just to do mm. that. Um, whereas yeah. I feel like this, especially for this film, like it really worked. We have like a bunch. Of, it's like a Black Mirror episode. You have a bunch of setup. And then you sort of take it to its logical con- conclusion, and then mm. you're out, and there's no message, and it just it just really. Seems- and then you're out. See you later. <laughs> my my work here is done. <laughs> All the best. It's um, currently got 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very cool. 
Um, it's on 3.5 <clears throat> on Letterbox. Although that might change because that seems to change all the time. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is mad. Like, how many actual films have got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? I know, I know, like, the length of time it's been out probably works in its favour, but at the same time, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. It's the most popular film on Letterbox in the world at the moment. Oh, 3.4. See, that's cool. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is not just cool for hosts, but this is cool for Shudder as well, right? Yeah, I definitely should have had a had anything as as do as well as this. Yeah, and it's great to see. It's and great the amount to people see. Tweeting to say, I've just subscribed. Just subscribed. Yeah. What else can I watch? Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, it's great because obviously a lot of people do just reju- limit themselves to what's on Netflix. Like, how many times have you recommended a film to somebody, and then they've gone, "Is it on Netflix?" And you've gone, "I don't think so." And they've gone, "Well, I was probably never going to watch that then." <laughs> so it's yeah. great to think that some people will branch out especially to like it's great for the horror world the fact that it's a horror only um streaming service and it's got loads of cool stuff on it i've yeah. seen people posting their like top 10 shutter lists um yeah yeah hmm, that'd be good um sure it's great i mean i've kind of dipped in and out over the past three years i guess now i don't know how long who knows how long it is um, mm. but it's just, I love these boutique streaming services. I'm currently experimenting with movie, which is a sort of, not, I don't want to say art house, but it's slightly, uh, artier. no, I think I know what you mean. Uh, but it's, bit artier, it's got, a bit, bit more highbrow, but it's got a house theme on it. You know, that, that, uh, Japanese, uh, Chinese, I've not seen it yet. Uh, like the, the, when they tried to make the poltergeist film. In China, oh, okay. Or that. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah, is this where you're watching Werner Herzog films? Yeah, well, I saw they were doing a thing about him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've seen any Werner Werner Herzog. He sounds like Werner a, Herzog. He sound, If I heard him, I'd be like, "There's a gas leak in this house. Something's about to fucking explode." <laughs> <laughs> He's in the Mandalorian, is that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see the baby. It sounds. What's that language that Cerberus? I would like to see um, the baby. The Voldemort speaks. I don't know, mate. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> English. Speaking of, I saw Harry Potter with guns. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, Harry Potter with Glocks. <laughs> <laughs> see, sometimes, um, like, if you're having a bad day, something like that turns up. It just makes everything all right, doesn't it? Yeah. The internet is great for stuff like that. The internet brings us all together. Um, I would like, sorry, just going straight back into host movie. No, yeah. I'd love to see some making of, some making of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they've released some clips and stuff. I saw some behind the scenes bits and bobs. But I would like to see how it came together. I saw some stuff. That they, I think they filmed some stuff on phones. I think it's all possibly. I noticed a couple of things. The video quality was far too good for front-facing cameras on a on a on a on a Mac. <laughs> right, okay. Mister Mister Apple. <laughs> I think they were filmed separately with phones taped to the to the laptops. I, f- with the I think you might be right. On phones, and it was pieced together to look like a zoom because even the zoom software looks very smooth. I think it was yeah. in After Effects. I mean, it's not nothing. Okay. Not, 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 <laughs> it looked too smooth. But I mean, yeah. my software doesn't look that smooth. Like it. I mean, these are all great things because obviously you don't want to watch a Zoom call trying to connect for like a minute and a half. Yeah. I think like in a, in a lot of the software stuff, in like I mean, I loved how the credits were as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Was pretty cool, yeah. 
that was like it took me a second and as soon as i saw it, it was the credits i was like even that like is awesome inviting people at the start i was like recognize some names and i was like oh there's there's <laughs> that person all oh, right okay <laughs> but, um, so every so the, so the actors um use their real names for the majority of the main characters i think maybe yeah. teddy well he's listed here as edward linard so yes teddy is yeah. right and there's a few other people but i think everyone kind of does use their even real name in it jake is that his name the kid who's the the demon <laughs> i can't remember uh, uh who's the demon <laughs> was he just called listed on wikipedia is just the spirit there's also someone as who's listed as legs jack. i think it was jack <laughs> oh, yeah sorry. jack okay yeah. jack there was someone listed as legs there's lots of legs i notice in this in this film like if you really yeah. do look into the darkness there's legs everywhere almost in the way that tarantino's got a fetish for feet um maybe rob savage has got a fetish <laughs> for legs so loves loves a good leg on screen yeah um <laughs> I've also seen a lot of people compare themselves to one of the main characters. Like, who would you be out of all of the main characters? I feel I thought they were all extremely cool people. I I'm way I'm too not cool. cool. Way too cool. <laughs> people. I feel like I might that. be. I feel like I might be. What was the name of the girl who was hiding under the sheet for the whole time? <laughs> for the whole time, as when things started kicking off. Uh, Emma. Um, Caroline, or Emma. oh, hang on, I've got a list. Emma, I think, yeah. Emma, okay, yeah. Maybe. So uh, I feel like that would be me because if things started really going down, I'd be like, I'm probably just going to hide under a sheet because that always worked when you were a kid and something terrifying was going down, get yourself under a sheet. Yeah. I mean, um, so I wasn't, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to do this film because we sort of know the filmmakers, so you kind of struggle to stay objective about this kind of thing uh, because it is a subjective thing. Uh, but I mean, um, it's interesting. Um, I feel like this is a great little gift to the horror world. And I'm glad, I'm very happy to see it's exploded in the way it has. Um, I don't know yeah. how much um, we normally go into like the plot and stuff. It's not like a, a massively in-depth sort of, I mean, it's only 56 minutes, so... How did you want to? How did yeah. you want to do this? Well, I guess we've got the plot summary on Wikipedia. So if we just kind of run through that as briefly as possible, maybe talk about some of the because there's definitely a particular scare that I want to talk about that was quite effective for me. Okay. Um, so so yeah. So basically, it was a little while ago now. So I watched it. I might have watched it on the day it came out. So it's I been well. yeah. So it's the 31st of July. So obviously, yeah, it's been a few days since then. But uh, I'm sure we can remember plenty okay all right uh so yeah so the basic setup is that obviously coronavirus is knocking about and uh everyone's getting together during quarantine um to have i'm assuming it's a i think they say it's a weekly zoom call in order to stay in touch mm. but for this week's call there's a special guest uh so Haley has hired a medium called Salam Salam yeah. yeah. um to lead them in in a séance you know just to mix things up because what they probably done quiz after quiz after quiz they're sick to death of doing a quiz oh who's the quiz master this week let's do a séance let's mix it up let's get a little bit fruity yeah well, <laughs> I have you done many I I did I did one quiz did absolutely terrible 
and I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. um, I started doing like regular quizzes every single week. There was one on YouTube, which was kind of like blowing up and getting loads of viewers. Um, and we did it every single week for quite a while. And then one day I just stopped. <laughs> so, do you know you do those sort of things? You're like really committed to something. And then one day just so stop and never do it again. Find the yogurt you like and eventually realize I can't, I can't stomach this anymore. I can't stand this yogurt anymore. I've overdone it. Uh, yeah, I've done a couple. I've done some horror horror quizzes, like the Evolution of Horror podcast. They did a couple of like pub quizzes. I'd like to do that. Um, I'd like to because uh, ours was like about darts players or some shit. I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, Ex- when it <laughs> go for it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, and you watch it, it. There's a couple of them on YouTube, which I've which I've done, um, which are pretty cool. So Did yeah. You win. Did I win? Uh, I think I did all right. Pretty well, you know. I mean, I'm pretty good at these things, aren't I, Luke? Remember that? <laughs> you mean you've won Lucky. every time, haven't you? Have you won? Okay. I don't think... I think the second one you did, you won. Oh, yeah. But I think what we're saying is... <laughs> what we're saying is Horror Hangout. Us as a team... Oh, uh, yeah. We've never lost. And again, I think we are still, we are still going to do some more in the future, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so everyone gets together to do a seance uh and is there a particular like reason that they do a seance is this like just something to do does Haley know Ceylon and she's like look um, no, I think it's just to mix things up um but the way so the way everyone's introduced Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So the Zoom call is is quite good. We get, uh, they set the geography. We know that, um, is it Gemma? We know that she lives fairly close to Haley, the yeah. person hosting the Zoom call. I think she froze like a rock or something at the window. Froze, yeah. <laughs> I hate when people do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> boom. Jesus Christ, I literally could have smashed a window. How dangerous. Well, uh, yeah, she needs to be let in, doesn't she? She does. It, so uh, that's Gemma, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Gemma, she's a bit, she's a bit um, of, of a car, isn't she? She's a bit. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something else. Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bit of a, 
That's a bit harsh. Um, she's just a bit unpredictable, isn't she? She's just yeah. like not playing by the rules. Yeah. Do you know, just respect the spirits. She got no time for that. Basically, everything that goes down in this film is completely and utterly her fault. It's true. It's true. But that has to happen. I mean, Avengers, it, has to be someone, it? it was always, it was Peter Quill's fault for not. Yeah, I guess so. Thing. Yeah. Not <laughs> for not doing the hand thing. Peter Quill's fault for punching <laughs> Thanos in the face when he's completely and utterly helpless. Yeah. Um, there we go. You've got to blame someone. That's what you're trying to say, Luke, isn't it? You've got to blame to someone. Someone to mess up. Yeah. Someone accountable. Good. There's yeah. no. And that's that's kind of a rule of thumb for horror films as well, that there has to be somebody making a sh- you know, making a mistake or doing something that puts the others in danger or just being uh, and who hasn't made a mistake? I mean, not necessarily in a seance. Well, I've never made a mistake, Luke. I've never made a mistake in my life. Well, talk for yourself, mate. Because, I, I mean, once, I'm just over I it. I once cooked a full English breakfast and then dropped it on the floor. <laughs> Jesus the dogs, Christ. Stay within seconds, the dogs. And the dogs descended. <laughs> we grew up, I don't know if the listeners know, but we had like uh, 10 dogs at my mom's house. So if you imagine, you know, like Dawn of the Death and all the zombies attack the kid or the, the death yeah. at the end it was like yeah. that but my, my breakfast your breakfast dogs. I think that was what Dawn of the Death was originally based on with that story you told I slipped about the breakfast I read stuff all over me like rolling around yeah, ah, yeah. you slipped on the you slipped on the scrambled eggs and just, on an egg. I'm just joking I'll make, mis- I'll make mistakes I'm just joking yeah I'll make, I'm just joking man I'm just joking. Um, I make mistakes on a daily basis and to do with food all the time, like overcooking things, undercooking things, yeah. uh, forgetting about things that I'm cooking. You know, I'm doing, I do that a lot. I go, I'll quit, I'll quickly respond to this email while I've got Blame that on the, the go. Man. It's on, wasn't me, it's on fire. Yes, yeah, so always the invisible man. man yeah. I think, I think I've done a seance and a ghost has gone to my house. All right. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't believe me, watch Host on Shudder because it's a true story. <laughs> um, so who else is there? So um, Emma, um, she oh she likes the face filters. Um, so that's the whole thing. Um, uh, Can you do that on, on, on Zoom? No idea. Um, <laughs> no idea. I've never tried it. I'm sure you can. I'm sure it's something you can. Because uh, uh, obviously you can do the background and stuff, can you? Go on. Radina, uh, who has a boyfriend in the house who's chopping up vegetables. Uh, and they're like, dude, get out of is the that... way. With... <laughs> I've, got, have I got the wrong one. No, no, I think that's right. I was just okay. saying, is that key? Is that key to the thing? He was chopping up some okay. vegetables, right? Yeah. So I think Radina and her boyfriend are together because they're under quarantine. And I think maybe things are a little bit tense. Yeah, yeah. A little bit dodgy, aren't they? Which, you know, would happen. I... So I think that's the thematic... Could... <laughs> oh, yeah. Knife. Yeah. you could cut Tedshu with a knife and he was cutting a lovely uh, radish with a knife Caroline who has um, what do you call it like a, a, a background, a zoom background that she's filmed of yeah. herself moving she, around yeah that's just confusing yeah. is that like to just you know, when she's on the Zoom call with someone or when she's on a work Zoom call, she just sticks that on and then just goes about her business and just leaves it there. Uh, well, I, I don't know Zoom. I, I, feel, I feel like a lot of people do this Zoom and we were recording this on Zoom. We don't normally. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people are like, they know Zoom inside and out now. And I, I've never really had that 
that experience. No. So no, no. Maybe now, maybe after watching all the horrific events of this film, it can inspire you to be more of a regular Zoom user. Yeah, well, it's more of a Nothing's going to get you behind you because there's literally a wall there. Yeah. Unless like that picture, unless that picture frame falls on your head. Could happen. Whereas me, there's like a whole room behind me. Someone could like hide behind the sofa. There's also no Someone doors come in here. There's like the garage door, out. but it's very loud when you open it. So I don't know. Ah! Why do you think I spend so much time in here? Because I'm very scared. <laughs> You're very scared of what could happen out there in the outside world. You know, um, there's a pandemic out the side the door, knocking to come in. Uh, you know, you put yourself at um, in in the line of danger when you wear a VR headset. People, dogs, mm. cats, they're they're always sort yeah. of creeping upon you, tripping um, you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, breaking anyway, your legs. So, oh, there's also Teddy who. Is this very charming guy, uh, bombastic. So he's like, <laughs> he's like living in. So he's staying with his girlfriend's parents. Is that right? Yeah, um, the Europe or somewhere or yeah, somewhere. And it's like a lovely, massive house. But they kind of keep talking about his girlfriend Ginny. What did they say? I can't remember. Are they a bit like she's a bit? They don't like her for some reason. They don't really like her just because her name's Ginny. They're like, what's that even short for? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's a bit annoying because obviously he gets involved, ready to do the seance, essentially. And Ginny's just like, sorry, you can't talk now. Bang, close close the laptop. See you later. That's annoying, isn't it? I'd be annoyed by that. If that was me doing it and my, my partner did that, I'd be like, how dare you? Don't There are rules to respect when someone's on a Zoom call, aren't there? Is this, these I are the, prefer- more the Zoom rules. I don't know. The Zoom. I prefer not to be in the room if someone's on like a Zoom slash Skype call. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be in the background. I don't want to be like perpetually in the background, like sipping a drink or something. I don't like that. Well, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, um, it feels like there's another. It feels like you're in a room, but not aware of. Not, like you, you're you're in this room, and there's there's like another room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. I know what you're trying to say. We yeah. live in a strange world. It's difficult, yeah. I don't like it. We do live in a strange world. Quit just yeah, exactly. Where ghosts can just basically travel through the through the zoomosphere straight into your house. So there's a lot of like setting up for for later gags. Like scare gags. Yep. Um I mean it's all it's all like the lining up dominoes that they're gonna sort of knock over later on. Mm. He, and I just realised then when we said, like, Gemma nearly broke the window. And I was like, oh, that's probably why they did that moment, because mm. it, it does happen. did break the window, yeah. yeah. Um, there's also, like, we understand a little bit of the dynamics between the characters, especially, like, Haley and Gemma. There's a bit of tension there, isn't there, where, like, I don't know. It seems, it seems a bit like Haley kind of just not hates her, but just... Mm. Patience is wearing thin with her, I guess you would say. There's a few instances where I'm a bit like, oh, it's going to get a little bit, it's going to kick off. Yeah. Um, um, we also see at one point Caroline's dad, don't we? He gets introduced Alan. before she goes up and settles into the call. Uh, Who's Alan? Uh, Patrick. Patrick is Caroline's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy and it's. Oh, is that Caroline's boyfriend? dad in real life? Caroline's dad in real life. Imagine that. Can you please star just briefly in my Zoom-based horror movie, which is now the biggest movie 
It's hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and it's the biggest movie yeah. in the world. <laughs> and he's like, "What? <laughs> Shit!" I don't know Insane. how my dad would handle it. I don't think he would. He, no. Or do you he, reckon he, it'd go to his head? I reckon it'd go off. to his head, wouldn't it? He'd be like when yeah. when your kids when you're a kid and your friends around, you just showing off in front of your mates. My dad. Would be <laughs> You just throw it, show it off in front of your mates. No. I always talk to you like this, Dad. He used, to, he used to do this all the time, where he keeps his shoulders straight and then moves his head left and right. And, <laughs> and he used to just do that all the time. It was a great little party, party trick. Good little when party trick, but he did it. But he, but he did it every day. <laughs> I think he's got problems like... with his neck. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to work out a kink in his neck and you're like, God, you're always doing that stupid thing. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, oh yeah, Ceylon appears to do the, to lead the seance. Ceylon's mm-hmm. like in a creepy old house. Yeah, I mean, already I'm like, oh Jesus! Like the background of that house looks terrifying. Like the fact that there's like a doorway and it there's immediate darkness makes me feel a little bit on edge. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know how I feel about jump scares. Like, I was going to ask because you're not a fan of jump scares gen- generally no but this no. feels like exclusively built around them i don't know right so for me we'll get to it but the most effective scare for me wasn't a jump scare yeah not not in the traditional sense of a jump scare you know and i think a couple of the jump scares for me felt a little bit earned it felt like we built up to them enough that you know we were expecting something the, uh, the cheap jump scare really does get to me and even though there are a few in this movie, which I probably could have done without, mm. it didn't annoy me as much as perhaps they do in stuff like Paranormal Activity and you know other, other movies that we've done on the podcast like that, where the jump scares feel like they just happen. And it's almost like there's a jump scare counter, which keeps going and there's got to be one every however many minutes. Um, yeah. But yeah, so most of these ones felt earned. And as I said, we'll get into talking about the scare that I find most effective. Okay, um, <clears throat> so Salem's doing the seance, um, and they, they all light a candle. They um, welcome the spirits, but then Salem cuts out. I think she drops out of the, the Zoom call, has internet issues, or she has a delivery. She has like a takeaway. Oh yeah, well that's it. And then there's a bit like if there's anyone, anyone willing to make contact, please do. And there's a knock. Yeah. And everyone's a bit like freaked out. And then there's a knock again, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's my delivery." She plays as a. Now that I think about it, she plays that so naturally. Like, yeah, you actually have a delivery. That's probably what happened. <laughs> we had to time it perfectly so that she actually had a delivery during that moment. It was very, very difficult to organise, but you know, it happened in the end. Yeah. She seemed really lovely at Salem, like a genuinely nice person. I know, and she was very, very annoyed that the the thing turned out. I mean, I'd be if I hired somebody to do a seance. If they hired her, just invited her to do a seance. I'd be like, oh, bloody hell. Amateur hour, having a delivery. You get get them on Fiverr.com, popping for a seance. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Popping for a seance, popping for a a, a, a nifty little seance. I can really do a seance. I'm really craving a seance tonight. (laughs) It's been a long, hard day. I want to say, or you're bored and lonely, especially during quarantine, during the coronavirus pandemic. You want a little bit of uh, company? Why not invite an evil spirit into your house? Yeah. Into your ass. <laughs> into your ass. Um, so 
Oh yeah, so uh, Haley gets caught from Salem, and she says, um, she, uh, "I think stuff started happening now, isn't it? There's been some creepy noises." Um, well, this is where Gemma pulls a fast uh, one. Yeah. So basically, she says, "Like everyone's like, is there anyone in particular that you'd like to um, talk to? Is there anyone like a, a name that comes to mind or something?" And Gemma says, "There was this guy called Jack who committed suicide." Um, at school and sort of they progress with that for a little while and obviously a little bit later I think when Salem goes uh, when she goes to get a delivery or whatever and she gets and she cuts out Gemma says it was a it was a lie it was a big fat lie she said nothing was happening she was getting bored let's just say you know mm. it, it was Jack and everyone's kind of annoyed especially well not annoyed but Haley is annoyed because she's like, I told you guys to take this seriously. Don't take the piss. And you're already taking the piss. You've already angered the evil spirits is what we soon yeah. find out. And, uh, I think Salem calls and no, no, I think some random strange bits and bobs start happening. Don't they? Pretty much immediately. I think Haley's chair gets pulled across the room, but there's like some little yeah. bits like that. Yeah. Like, um, Little and non non-violent spooks. Start non-violent to... spooks. Just a little tickle. Yeah. Uh like a little flick of the ear. Oh, ow, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh taps tap someone on the right shoulder and then they yeah. turn to look and they're That's... they're beyond the left shoulder. Wet Willy. Go a <laughs> That's a classic one. Willy. A ghoulish wet. I mean, of all of those playful scares, Wet Willy would be the most unpleasant to receive. You wouldn't know if it was a finger. Well, <laughs> you wouldn't know if it was a finger you wouldn't i mean yeah i don't know i don't know if my ears are sensitive enough to be able to identify the <laughs> the thing yeah. going in hang on a minute that's a finger I, that's a little finger that's the that's the index finger that's a thumb uh to be fair though i mean even little playful scares i don't want to experience them either i don't want horrible scares but i don't want playful scares either because that's how they want to get in with you don't they that's how Poltergeist started, if you remember. Oh, yeah. stacking the chairs up. Oh, oh, not funny. What's going on? This is Scoop amusing. Next minute, or something across the floor. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's having a everyone's having a right laugh until, until suddenly Carol Ann's stuck. Until your kids stuck in a bloody TV. <laughs> yeah. No, it never feels good, does it? And I so think Salem calls it, up. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Well, I was going to say in this one that the 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 ghosts or whatever there's a few light spooks. Um, calls, and then she says, "Is anything happening?" Um, and they're like, "Yes, yeah, some stuff." Oh, and that's when the sailor still believes that Jack is a real person. So she's mm. like, "We just need to tell him to go away now, or something." We just need to, yeah. Uh, but then she's like, "No, he's it's really awkward. <laughs> this is awkward, sailing. Jack isn't real." And then he gets oh, really awkward like for sailing because she's like, "Well, this is awkward because you yeah. just invite the demon into your house." Yeah, this is awkward now because uh, you've just invited a bloody demon. I mean, you put this as a disclaimer before the science started. I feel like you go, listen, guys, yeah, nobody muck about, nobody muck about, and pretend to invite someone in who they don't exist because a demon will come in, right? It'll yeah. go, who's that, Jack? Don't exist. I'll come on in, invite myself <laughs> in, vampire style. That's how you get. You know, you got to invite them in. Then yeah. you invite them in. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, obviously it kicks off. I think Salen's cool drops out and then basically pretty much from the get-go this evil spirit starts going i'm done with the little scares now 
now I'm going to kill everyone. Just imagine, and I think the yeah. first person. Right. Just like, right, there we go. I can do what I want. Let's do um, some spooks. Yeah. So he starts making some noise in the attic, doesn't he, where Caroline is. And she's like, uh, uh, and she gives Naz a little look. Again, how do you feel about the shot of somebody looking up into an attic in a horror film? Because obviously Not we've great, seen them a but, few times. But I like the twist. It's on a selfie stick. Like she grabs a selfie mm. stick. Oh, yeah. It she went and grabbed like a selfie nice, um, yeah. you know, uh, It feels like something that you might do if you had a selfie stick instead of yeah. sticking your head up there. Because um, we kind of know what to expect when it comes to sticking your head in. No one's ever stuck their head in an attic when they think there's some sort of ghostly spirit out there and they've gone, oh, actually, there's nothing up there. It's fine. There was nothing up there and nothing happened. It screamed. There's always something ready to come and <laughs> get you. Yeah. me Lego. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hang on a minute where's the bloody duplex oh, there's a ghost <laughs> over there he's screaming at the missing toys oh, there's what? a ghost over there and he's comp- and he's built all your lego in the corner <laughs> he's like ah, he's going got him more got him more complete it mate complete it mate yeah. um, and then there's a bit of a confusing moment for everybody else because they see Caroline's uh, zoom call background repeating Oh yeah, that's a, a good, like, that's a cool little moment. Like when you realise because they're trying to talk to yeah. her and they, they realise that it's not uh, Caroline, Caroline, you bastard! And she's like, uh, "Oh, what, what?" And then she starts, and then she gets her head smushed into the keyboard, mm-hmm. which is a nice effect because obviously her head is like coming through the zoom background, glitching yeah. with the zoom background, and that's pretty cool. And she's getting her face smushed, and I think yeah, at this point we realise that uh, this spirit. Ain't a jokey one. He's a bloody evil little bugger, isn't he? Yeah. What, um... Okay, so... I mean, from here, it's just like... It's just craziness, isn't it? So, I think... Who's next on the on the list? I think Redina. I think Redina realises her boyfriend's gone. I think she calls out to him and says, like... Hey, where are you? What's, it, what's her boyfriend's name? Alan. Alan? Alan! Alan! She's calling him. He's He's gone. It's all a little bit confusing. And I think she gets kind of killed... She get killed off she screen. Just something like something happens. A, a body does land. Well, Alan, and I Alan think it's drops Alan's there. body. Yeah, Alan drops down into a nice smushy mess. What are you doing on there, mate? For God's sake, dangerous. Uh, so yeah, they get, start getting picked off pretty easily. I wonder how they did that. Uh, that that you know the physical scare of that, the the gag of it. I think there were some. I think there were some stunts. I, I saw some stuff shared on Twitter, which was some stunt people dropping onto their faces. <laughs> Pretty exciting. You just, you just have to get the guy dropping. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I think Haley and Gemma start arguing at this point. So obviously the tensions that were evident between them before, even though they live next door to each other, mm. they bloody hate each other. Sick of it. Sick of hearing each other first thing in the morning playing TLC really loud. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I will go chasing a bloody waterfall. Oh, fuck it out. Um, yeah, so they're sort of losing their temper with each other, and then that's when Gemma uh, Haley gets sort of like yanked off screen, and then she goes into her flat with the laptop in one hand. As so little. that's um, that. I mean, I saw this film come under fire a little bit for that. The whole thing in in these kind of films where someone takes their phone or their laptop. Or the camera in most found footage films. When why would they do that? Yeah. Why would they take it with you? 
Um, you just leave it. Yeah. And I guess like these are things that you kind of need to find a way around somehow. Mm. It's not always easy and it doesn't, but I don't think it took me out of the moment too much. No. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I, didn't I, was, feel... I was pretty tense throughout the, this entire film. Like it didn't. Yeah. And no point. So what, we, the flow of it. what have we seen the Polaroid being used to light up a room in before? I've definitely seen that before in something. Polaroid camera being used as a. I've definitely seen something. Yeah. Maybe it's like. There's the. What's film. that Japan? Yeah, there's a Japanese one. Uh, when there's, yeah. there's like a there's a bloody woman standing on my neck. There's that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Get off! Oh God, my shoulders are aching. Take a photo. There's a woman standing. <laughs> Woman standing on your shoulders. You sleep funny. No, There's a woman standing on top like of my ear. Eighty pound woman stood on my neck. <laughs> nah, you got mental. Take a photo of this Polaroid to see if it's there. Take a photo. Oh. There's a woman curled up in a ball on my shoulder. <laughs> there. What? Yeah. So I mean that's effective, obviously, because you're just constantly waiting for that next. You know, you're you're waiting to see something revealed in in the gloom because it's pretty much darkness and suddenly um yeah, yeah. Um, so we see legs don't we we see legs oh yeah there's a i there's saw a moment where someone's hanging because the, the, the mm. spirit jack the story uh Gemma made up was that he hung himself i'm pretty sure yeah. i saw the demon hanging so does that mean like whatever story she would have made up that would have materialized in demon form. So she could have gone, oh, I'll tell you what, uh, there's this guy called Jack and he died. He had a terrible skateboarding accident. And then when he materializes, he's just doing skateboarding tricks around the room. (laughs) Skate flips, ollies, everything. That's how it works with demons. They're ever so silly. Yeah. You just hear grinding somewhere in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not again. Oh, not again. Oh, God. You can hear the Tony Hawk 2 soundtrack blaring somewhere. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Here's a banger. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So not long after this, so Gemma pretty much goes to try and save Hayley. Um, As you said, she smashed her. Puts her mask on, puts her coronavirus mask on. So she still, even though, you know, some people can't adhere to to uh, the mm. social distancing and keeping a mask over to go in a shop. She's doing it when her life's in danger and she thinks her friend's life's in danger. Better put the bloody mask on. Even if I save you, you're going to stay two metres away. Um, we, we, there's the, so, yeah. There's Teddy as well. Oh, no, I think there's there's Emma. Oh, no, Emma's better. Drunk. Teddy returns because he got very classical. So Teddy does return sort of in the he midst of everything added. kind of happening, kicking off. And so at this point, Emma is... So I just got to talk about one bit with Emma. Um, so Emma is hidden pretty much underneath a blanket for a lot of this while this is happening because obviously think supernatural, scary bits are happening in her in her flat. But because she uses the like filters on her face, she does a bit where she takes a laptop with her into the living room and there's like this weird sort of like made up doesn't look like a clown but almost like a heavily made up floating and we've all kind of seen that when we've tried to use a filter, it kind of locks onto something next to you and you're a bit like whoa. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. What's that behind me? So again, that's something everyone's familiar with. For a little bit, it's a bit freaky. But the filter's like kind of floating in the middle of the room. And again, this was the scare that was most effective for me, is when it kind of just turned towards her like that. Hmm. That got me because it wasn't wasn't a traditional jump scare in terms of like a massive loud noise, something coming at the screen. It kind of just yeah, that was a bit spooky. Solid. Yeah, she does that thing where she put pours flour on the floor. Um, oh yeah. 
Doesn't it? It, it chases her out the window or something. <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's right. She I can't remember. Away, jumps out the window and lands in a. That's right. Yeah, she ends up like no. She ends up on a car, doesn't she? Oh, a bench. Car. No, so it's a wooden bench. That's right. No, it's a wooden yeah. bench. You're right. It's a lovely, a lovely pub bench smashed to bits. Classic. Uh, flat. I love how they used the flour for that. That's actually the number one thing flour is used for now. It's not for baking bread or anything. It's just to see if you've got any any ghosts knocking about in your gaff. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's very effective. Uh, yeah, that, that visual, I think, of that face is pretty solid as well. Um, the mm. filter. Oh, no, I think when she yeah. does, well. did, did we see her face at the end? She's got the filter on her face. I can't remember. I feel like she's got, there's a She's got happens. like a, liz- a lizardy filter on her face quite a lot, and she, even when yeah. she's crying. Uh, let's hats off. I mean, all the actresses and actors are good, really good. Um, but I think Emma is. She does that perpetually um, in absolute grieving agony really well. Um, you know, she's she's really terrible. I mean, everyone's scared, but she's really, really scared. And it, obviously, yeah, it, uh, harking back to the, the comparisons to Blair Witch Project again, you know, her face crying ever so close to the screen um, mm. is reminiscent of that. So a very iconic shot, I guess. Yeah. I think it's around now Teddy returns. Um, yeah, so Teddy t- t- returns. He's, uh, it's, it, reminds, it's that, it reminds me of that gift from Community when uh, Donald Glover walks back in with pizza and everything's on fire. You know, <laughs> you know when he walks back in and he's just like, oh my God, what on earth is happening here? Yeah. Obviously it takes a while for him to sort of realise that something is genuinely wrong because he thinks everyone's pissing about, which it would. Yeah, he comes in with that little pup. Comes in with that little puppet first, doesn't he? Yeah, I think the lights pop in his house, so he's like, "Oh, yeah. my lights have popped." And then, <laughs> oh, my lights have popped. A... He goes outside, and his girlfriend's like floating above the swimming pool, isn't she? Yeah, and then the neck snaps, and she drops into the pool. That's a cool, cool moment. That was really good. Yeah, the most effective really death good. for me in in the film is his death. Um, oh yeah, he, he looks terrific, man. Falls on the. He goes into a barn or somewhere. He falls on the floor and then the flames um, kind of catch a bit. It looks so real. Like the, the way the flames yeah. sort of catch onto his skin. Exactly. It looked legit. And the camera I stays mean, on him. Like he doesn't like cut away or anything. It, yeah. Really, really. It does look legit. I don't know how they achieved that effect. I mean, but sometimes when you see someone catching on fire and it's obviously CGI, it doesn't look so great. Um, so I wonder how they achieved it, whether it was practicals or, or what, but it looked yeah. really good. I was hot under the collar while watching it. Oh, God. Put it out. <clears throat> and then um, we're kind of moving towards the finale now. So Gemma smashes through the window inside, and climbs inside the house, I guess, into, into mm-hmm. the flat. Uh, and then she gets craned by a floating bottle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that now? Yeah, yeah. It's around about now, I think. Like a baby sham bottle or something flies <laughs> bottle of baby sham yeah we've all been there we've all been there we've all experienced that um, I think and, I and then she, she she manages to find Haley sort of in the room sort of hidden hidden away um, trying to trying to last it out I guess and then they start using the camera again as a as a means to see what the hell's going on in the darkness yeah <clears throat> and then there's one of those like ashen um, Ashen ghosts that I think we've seen like the one verse, the Conjuring verse universe mm. quite a, a bit. That sort of I don't know. 
charcoals. This, I think the anticipation of the anticipation of this scare was almost as agonising as like the actual scare, yeah. because you know every time that camera flashed, I was like, right, okay, is, is this a scare? Right, is this a scare? And I always got to the point where I was like, oh, we're not going to get a scare. And then there was a scare, and, and I was angry. Is that I was okay? fuming, mate. Zoom I think the zoom in, in zoom in just cuts out. Um, and there we go. That's what happens. That's what happens when you invite a, a demon into your Zoom call. Chat. And then you, you get the credits that you liked. Um, yeah, credits were lovely. Credits were like the list of con. Was it co- sort of contacts or participants? Yeah. Participants yeah, yeah. in the. Yeah, and there we go. Short but sweet. Short but sweet and and effective. And even though it leaned into some things that you know stuff that we've seen before in various horror movies obviously the unfriended movies exist so it doesn't feel like I, entirely I, i've seen original but so, sorry go go on. On. i'm jumping on you there it doesn't feel entirely original but at the same time the fact that it includes so much from films we've seen before but it does feel fresh yeah so that's what i liked about it i think I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, it's made Unfriended. It's it's kind of shown shown a bad light on Unfriended, which Unfriended isn't a perfect film. But I I, think the technical, I think Unfriended is quite good. And the technical aspect, the computer screen stuff is done really well. And like the way the sort of, Mm. that ghost kind of changes technology itself. So like, you know, you can't yeah. close an app or like it plays music in your computer. I think that's I think that's really quite it plays music. What does it play? Plays uh, uh plays like li- li- plays lightest family when you're like, I would never listen to this. Exactly. It ruins your embarrassing. Yeah. Ruins your reputation. Comes up live on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Uh I preferred Unfriended Dark Web though. I felt I've not like seen that one. I've seen that one. Is it a similar sort I preferred of setup it. or something or is it? So rather than being supernatural, it's more like hackers. And and like a sort of a dark web cult. I, I thought it was really effective. It was the supernatural elements in Unfriended that I wasn't completely sold on. Yeah, element elements that like yeah elements that I think it, this movie did a lot better. It was a lot more effective for me. Yeah, I mean this film was a. I think this one was a better film in almost every way than Unfriended. But I, I don't think Unfriended deserves to get punched in the face. No, I don't think it should get. No, I don't think you should get panned. I think it's a, it's it's one of those things now that obviously with the screen based movies. What did you call it before when we were screen discussing life film screen life film. movies? Yeah. For me, I'm definitely at a point where that for me feels like a selling point for a movie. If I know that it's about that it's a screen life movie, I'm automatic automatically intrigued and automatically want to go. Okay, I wonder what sort of yeah. stuff they could do with it. I mean, I think I think it's it's a bit weird. The earlier when I was saying in the Wikipedia description, it says. They, you're not supposed to cut away from so it needs to be in real time I, was like, I don't think that's the case at all I mm. feel like it's just a camera and then you can use whatever cinematic techniques that we've invented in the last century with, with yeah. this new camera I mean because going back to searching there was so much that they sort of made that they made work um, you know something that sometimes when you're just watching somebody type in a, an email on a on a in, on a screen during a movie, the fact that it kind of like zooms in on certain parts of it and zooms in on other bits, and and it just feels a little bit more kinetic rather than you're literally just watching a screen. I just feel like it. It is as a plot device. It just works 
or sorry, as a storytelling device. Yeah. I think you kind of need something to sort of draw your attention a bit more rather than just a screen. It's almost like, am I watching the right bit? If it's just a screen on its own and yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like him. I think, um, I'd be curious to see more. I really like Cam as well. I don't know if that quite fits the same genre, but it, it feels like it does in some ways. Um, yeah, I guess the I do remember Cam, yeah. And I did really like Cam. And I guess a lot of people will be saying, like, what kind of films similar to Host can I watch? And mm-hmm. while Unfriended seem like the most obvious choices, Cam probably is yeah. a decent choice as well. Even though it's not a screen life film, it is something that leans into the supernatural slash technology thing yeah, that we got yeah. going on with this. So I've got some trivia, sort of. There isn't a huge amount of trivia, so instead we're going to play the name game. And I've only got three. Okay. I've only got three. Uh, you so, know I always like the name game, mate. I always yeah. like the name game. Okay, so in the name game, I read you a synopsis for a film that doesn't exist, and the name rhymes with the name of this film that we've just done. So, number one. There's this film coming out. It's a it's about a seance between pen pals, but it goes horribly wrong when somebody doesn't put the correct stamp on the envelope. <laughs> uh, post? Yes, it's post. Oh, uh, Number two. Cats. When a person cuts eye holes out of a, a piece of bread and then cooks it, they inadvertently create a mask for a demon to wear and reach our world. You know, toast. Cool. Correct. Yeah. Toast. Kingsville. Okay. Other breads are available. You won't get this one. No way. Uh, so there's a Zoom call where a few friends are holding a seance, but it goes horribly wrong because they accidentally summon Patrick Swayze. Ghost. Correct. <laughs> Which is out now, I think. Um, I, I really like Ghost. I need to watch it again. I like Ghost as well. Even, ghost and host and toast. and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Patrick. You need to rate rate this movie. What are you gonna give it? Interesting, interesting. I was kind of a bit unsure of what to rate and to give it because, as I said, that running time thing did feel like a sticking point for me initially. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because I'm so accustomed to films being a certain length and it does feel like. I've definitely always made the comment where I go, how long's this film? An hour and 15 minutes. And I go, oh, they just obviously didn't have enough good stuff. All right. I always make that stupid (laughs) asshole quote. They don't have enough good stuff. Could only get an hour and 20 minutes out of it. But here it feels like everything is, I mean, it's a tightly wound film, isn't it? And everything feels like it's, it earns its place. It doesn't feel like anything. There's no fluff. There's no gumph. It feels like everything is a very tightly wound, a very slick uh, film. And I find it really effective. And even though it does lean into certain things that I'm not always that keen on, especially in modern horror, because I think I've obviously always made the point in the past about jump scares and, and how I feel about the way ghosts and paranormal stuff is portrayed in films. I really enjoyed this and I was genuinely... Um, generally scared by it in places a couple of jumpy moments a couple of effective scares for me um, so I think I'd give it an A minus wow okay <clears throat> I mean um, I think it's solid a really solid um, film um, it's pretty much 
it does what it sets out to do like perfectly um hmm. i don't think it particularly does anything unusual or like um i don't know there's like yeah i'd like to see it has done something a little bit more unexpected like a like some sort of scare or aspect to the the story hmm. But I don't know. Okay. Maybe that would, have, if I had half an hour more, maybe that's when that would have come in. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to give a, a B plus because I mean it is just a great, solid mm. movie. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, um, I would like watch it again because yeah, I, saw, I was just about to say that. I saw Jed tweeting there's like loads of Easter eggs and stuff on it. Um, yeah, like, a ridiculous amount of Easter eggs to the point where I see. I feel like as a filmmaker, maybe just because I'm lazy. <laughs> as a filmmaker, I find I'd be like, "Oh, do I go back and put Easter eggs in? Do I do the Easter eggs at the start?" <laughs> so it's all a bit like yeah. the fact that it's got so many really does show the love and care and attention that's gone into it. So I'd like to watch it again just to look out for all of those little juicy bits and bobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cool, man. What are we doing next? Well, last time we sort of mentioned we were going to do Splice, so we can oh, still yeah. do Splice okay. if you like. Yeah. Do you do you want to go f- next week? Are we still? Uh, sure. Yeah, it should be okay. I think. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, let me know if not, obviously. But uh, yeah, cool. sweet. We'll do we'll do Splice next. There's a couple more I think we had on a list, so uh, we'll take a look um, at that and then work out what we're going to do after that. But Splice for next week, sweet. Sweet. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kobach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing. And remember to join our Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Uh, thanks to my co host, Ben, for being a right or a dude. There we go. Thanks very much, Luke. Been a pleasure. I'm, about, I'm going to go off and actually melt into a puddle now. Lovely. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.